Hello there again, Playful Mompreneurs. It's great that you're joining me for another episode of the Playful Mompreneur podcast because I really value your time because I know how valuable your time is, how scarce your time is. And so today I'm going to be talking about productivity for us as mompreneurs. This is a topic that I know many mompreneurs have struggled with. It's an area in your business and in your life that you struggle with because I hear from so many mompreneurs and believe you me, I deal with this on a day-to-day basis myself. I'm always, and, and really I think my inner critic comes in at this point and she goes, Shelly, you are too slow, you take too long, you're not productive enough, your output is not good enough. And I think for a lot of us moms, we have very limited time to work on our business. And so when we do have that time to work on our business, we think we need to save the world. We think we need to be epic in our productivity. And when we put that kind of pressure on ourselves, things start going a little bit awry. So in today's episode of the podcast, I want to dive into how we can be playfully productive as playful mompreneurs. And I'm doing this because I interviewed Alison Deary last week, and you can go back and listen to that episode. It is episode 22. And Alison has an amazing story, you guys. She managed in a pandemic year, in a year where she had a heart attack, she managed to increase her online sales at the papery, her company, by 200%. That is just incredible. So she is a really great person to talk to us about productivity and how she actually stays productive in her own business. She's developed the mom diary, the wow diary, and really a whole lot of productivity tools are the center of her business in the papery. So I'm going to be sharing parts of the interview that I did with her that I I didn't have time to put in last week's episode. I decided to dedicate a whole episode here to productivity, how we can be more productive as mompreneurs, or maybe perhaps feel more productive and change our definition of productivity so that we can be more playful and get the things done that need to get done. Not just a whole list of things that, you know, kind of hit our plates. We're going to get the things done that deserve to get done, that are our priorities. So if you want to know more about this and if you want to know about Alison's technique and process of getting out of overwhelm, please stay tuned. I've got a great episode ahead for you. Do you want to find joy in being both a parent and a business owner? Then come and play with us here at the Playful Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, and I'm on a mission to help moms to start and grow their own businesses in a way that's as simple and as fun as child's play. Join me as I talk about things like playful productivity, tools and tech, and building a special kind of business, a business that supports your desire to be a fully present parent and to have the time and space to truly connect with your kids. You'll also hear from other mompreneurs and some dadpreneurs who are rocking this double gig of parenting and business ownership, with some of them even throwing homeschooling into the mix. 
get the inside track on both their struggles and what's working for them. And then use that as inspiration for building your playful business. You ready? Let's play. So the first part of playful productivity for me is to have a plan, but then understand that that plan is not always going to go perfectly. I really believe this is playful planning. And this is why I really advise mompreneurs to have an ideal schedule of what you really hope to happen in a typical day without being too over-optimistic, but being like ideal, like everything goes according to plan. How is that day going to look? Because if you don't have that plan in place, then your days can often be disorganized. They can feel a little bit out of control. And especially when you have kids who are bringing in a lot of uncertainty and unpredictability in your life, you do need that predictability. But what happens is that that ideal schedule can sometimes feel like a little bit of a jail that you're in and it can feel a little bit prohibitive and then you feel bad that you haven't actually lived up to your ideal schedule. So for me, for example, I do a lot of my work like this podcast recording I'm doing on a Friday and then I also do a lot of my work on a Thursday. So I have Thursdays and Fridays as dedicated work days, pretty much the whole day. And it's amazing for me. It feels really great. And I often plan to do so much work on my Thursdays and Fridays. And it often doesn't go to plan. Sometimes granny who's looking after the kids uh, needs to do something else and she has to change her plans with me. And Other times I get into a rabbit warren of curiosity, learning about something new, and I don't end up getting my work that I plan to do done. And then, of course, I don't need to tell you that we are living in pandemic times and things change. We have lockdowns, we have kids at home, and we're supervising online schooling. All of those kinds of things can make our days very unpredictable. So... I loved how Alison described her typical schedule as somewhere in the middle of her ideal schedule and then the reality of what usually happens on a day. And as she says, like some days she gets closer to the ideal schedule and other days she gets closer to the the messy, you know, reality of what life really is. But she has found that it's important to have that schedule. And I too have found that it's important to have a bit of a plan, but also to be playful about it and to understand that things aren't always going to go to plan and that you don't have to be like 100% productive in the work time that you have allocated for yourself. Have some fun with it. Often that's the most productive thing that you can do is to get playful with your work time. So let's listen to Alison's description of her ideal schedule, her real schedule, and her somewhere in the middle kind of schedule. So I'm going to first tell you about my ideal week, how it would look, and then I'm going to tell you a bit about reality and then somewhere in the middle. So I love it. Um, yeah, my my ideal week would be incredibly structured. 
I wake up early that I do every day. And I sometimes start with clearing emails and doing that kind of thing while it's quiet. And then I like to spend some time meditating, exercising, journaling, have a shower, go and fetch my ladies from the station. And then once they've arrived to take three hours locked somewhere with no phone and just do focused work, finish work early, go to the beach for a walk, drop the ladies off, kick off my shoes, sip a GMT watching the sunset. But um, yeah, that's that's my ideal day. I love it. It sounds it sounds <laughs> idyllic. <laughs> <Yeah>. Reality. <laughs> Wake up early, get stuck into my emails, realize that it's time to fetch the ladies. I haven't meditated, haven't done anything. I'm still in my pajamas. I've got messy hair. I'm running out the door. Come back, grab a shower. About to lock myself in my room for my three hours. And one of my kids calls to say, mom, I've got a temperature. Please, can you come fetch me? Take me to the doctor, which is a three-hour round trip. Or another child, like, can I lift him somewhere? Or another child, can I please babysit the gorgeous grandchild, which is quite irresistible? (laughs) Or another child calling from Vietnam. So, yeah, and I've got my 90-year-old mom. So those are just some of the distractions. So even though I'm a mom to older kids, it um, doesn't exclude me from having kid things going on in my life and my own health things and my own exercise and whatever. So my ideal day very seldom happens, but it's normally somewhere between ideal and reality. So some days I really get it right and I'm in flow and I get great focus work done and I get my email inboxes clear and other days I find that I'm just pulled in a thousand different directions and I found that I've had to actually develop a bit of a sense of humor because I love planning and I love structure and I love my day to go perfectly but my number one as I mentioned earlier is my kids is my family is myself and for too many years I let my business be my number one and it really stressed me out. So it's it's finding ways to actually deal with it because it's never going to be perfect. Amazing. So there are two things I want to pick up on here. First of all, the importance of priorities, even over productivity. So very importantly, Alison said that her family is her number one. Her kids are her number one. And she also says that her, her own health is her number one. And I think it is almost in the order of looking after your own self and your own health first, your own self-care. And then it's your family, your kids, your partner. And after that comes your business. And for some of us mompreneurs, often we're chasing that success in business. And so we put our business first and that then causes all sorts of problems in our own health, in our family lives and in our relationships. So this is a theme that will definitely be coming up in my book. One of the plays of a mompreneur, a playful mompreneur is to prioritize priorities over productivity. So it's really important to get clear on your objective. Your objective is kind of the whole basket of your priorities. So your objective will be informed by what I see as four different types of priorities. 
So first of all, your financial priorities, because we're talking about business here. We're talking about the entrepreneur side of being a mompreneur. And so you want to go, what are my financial priorities? How much money do I need to make in this business? And get quite honest. And I've found like, you need to get honest both ways. Sometimes you don't need to make as much money as you think you need to make. And other times you need to be making more than you think you need to make. So look at those financial priorities, get real about them because otherwise you can be chasing the money. And yes, we want to invite money into our business, but we also don't simply want to be chasing the money and that's it. In that scenario, we can often miss the points and the other lessons on our journey. And so that brings me to the second priority that you need to be looking at when you set your overall objective. So your lifestyle priorities is what kind of life do you want this business to create for you? How do you want this business to fit in your lifestyle? Because business is about far more than just the business itself. It's about the life that you want to create. So think about those lifestyle priorities. Is it a priority for you, for example, like it is for me, to be able to go on a holiday every month? That is a priority for me. (laughs) That is a lifestyle priority. And it doesn't have to be everybody's lifestyle priority. And just back to the financial priorities, making six figures doesn't have to be everyone's financial priority. Think about what is your priority when it comes to finances. And then your impact priorities. We want to feel fulfilled in the work that we're doing. We want to feel like the work we're doing is making a difference. I'm sure you do. That's certainly what I feel in the work that I'm doing. I want to see that it's making a difference, that it's making an impact. So what are your impact priorities? What is the main difference you want to be making. Think about that because then that goes into this objective. And then finally, this is number four, your fourth priority is the feelings you want to be feeling. How do you want to feel as you are carrying out this objective? So it's not just about the tick in the boxes, it's also how you want to feel along this journey. And I find this is a really great little marker because We can be productive, we can be pushing ourselves, we can be superwoman, but then we look back and we go, wait, am I just doing a whole lot of stuff and actually feeling burnt out, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling guilty, you don't want to be feeling all of those things, I'm sure. So when you're setting your objective, think about the feelings you want to feel. For me, that is I want to feel ease. I want to feel flow. I want to feel calm in the way I do my business. I also want to feel excited, but I don't want to feel stressed out. I want to feel excited about the work that I'm doing. So those are the four things that I feel will help you to get clear on your priorities. And then once you've got clear on those priorities, that's your number one. And then you can actually be productive because you don't want to be in this place of indiscriminate productivity where you are just literally doing things on a to-do list, checking them off, check, 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 doing all the things. But all of those things don't necessarily lead 
to an objective, lead to somewhere you want to be going. It's the reason why we get to points in our lives to go, I feel like I've checked all these boxes, but I don't feel like I've arrived. I feel like something's missing. So get clear on your objective, get clear on your priorities, and then be productive from that point. So you're only doing the things that matter, the things that actually lead you to your objective. So I'm so excited about this chapter that's coming up in my book on priorities over productivity. Because it's so funny, I think we if we aim for productivity, we often don't get there. But if we aim for priorities, we do get to productivity that we're so desiring. So I love that Alison brought that up in terms of her priorities are herself and her family. She also mentioned just at the end of that comment that you can't always get it perfect. That your ideal schedule is not always perfect. And amen to that. One of the other plays that is going to be coming up in my book is the importance of practice over perfectionism. Now we know that perfectionism is unattainable, but a lot of us high achieving women entrepreneurs, we have got a very ambitious goal for our business. We don't want to be putting out mediocre stuff into the world. So there is this perfectionism I know is a struggle for many of the people in this community. It's definitely a struggle for me. But the more important thing here is practice, is taking daily steps. And I have seen this in my journey. When I'm aiming for perfectionism, I get stuck. I get overwhelmed. Because there are so many things that need to go in to get in something perfect. And you're never going to get there, I've realized. Whereas if you are doing daily practice, if you are practicing the thing, the little baby steps that get you to that final perfection milestone that you're aiming for, that is far more effective. And you can get out of overwhelm because you start taking baby steps. And so this is where I'm going to hand over back to Alison again. And she's going to explain her out of overwhelm process. Now, Alison also has a free ebook in which she explains the out of overwhelm process. So listen to her guidance here on the podcast and then go to the papery.co.za right to the bottom of the website, and you'll find a link to get the free Out of Overwhelm ebook. I'll also leave a link to that in the show notes. What I love about this process is that it involves taking baby steps. So you're getting out of this overwhelming big goal, and instead you're bringing it down to the baby steps. And in doing that, you will get to the big goal. But you're chipping away at it rather than seeing this big boulder in front of you. So I think this is yet another example of playful planning. And you're actually doing the thing. You're playing the game. And as you're playing the game, you're getting better and better at it. And then you reach something that's actually better than perfectionism. Because you know what? You've enjoyed the journey. Perfectionism means you're only getting to a destination and you're slugging yourself out to get to that destination. And then you're like, oh, when I get to that destination, I'm going to feel amazing. And you're actually not enjoying the journey. Whereas 
this playful planning and this out of overwhelm process is so great because you can actually enjoy the process. You can learn and you can be open to life's serendipitous moments, to these playful opportunities that come your way. And the journey becomes so much more fun. So let me hand over to Alison. She's going to explain her out of overwhelm process as her productivity tip that she shared when I interviewed her. So my best tip is around overwhelm. And I think a lot of us, a lot of the time, we can't get anything done because we just feel so overwhelmed with having too much to do. So I've got a process. I've actually got an, an ebook. I call it my ebook because it's an out of overwhelm ebook. I love it. So yeah, that's that's free on my website. So it goes like this: when when you have too much to do, you're feeling overwhelmed. The best thing to do is to first thing is just to do a complete brain dump. So you take a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be a pretty journal. It can be an ugly piece of paper. I I actually prefer using scrap for this. Mm-hmm. And I just dump everything out of my brain onto that piece of paper. So, yeah, I have to get this. I have to do this for my mom. I have to do this for this child. I have to do these things for work. And it can be pages and pages. Then I take that and I categorize it. So I go into, like, what is work, what is kids, what is home, what is whatever. Work out whatever your personal categories are. And then to look at each list once you've rewritten it under the categories and to take a highlighter and to pick two or three things under each category and go, what are the two or three things that are are most important or are stressing me out the most or have to get done? And you highlight those things. And then, so that's prioritizing. Then you schedule. So you take those two or three things and you either go, okay, that's a phone call, pick up the phone, do it now, or that's an appointment, pick up the phone, make the appointment and write it in my diary, or that's something I've got to go out and do. So ideally, those highlighted things, you want to have them either done or scheduled in your diary in like the next five days. So okay. they're done. Once mm. those things are out of the way, You can breathe. That overwhelm just melts away and then you can look at the rest of the things. Then Mm -hmm. what I like to do is to batch them. So these things are all to do with making phone calls. So I've got these lists of calls I've got to make and then I just write one thing in my diary, phone calls. Okay. And I give the right amount of time to do those phone calls. So then I'm doing like things together. So Mm. this is all admin related I'm going to have an admin day today and here's the list of things and you find because you are maybe in phone mode phone call mode you get through them much quicker when you have to change gear all the time you're wasting time in between kind of changing gear if that makes any sense Oh, yes, that makes total sense. This kind of multitasking of doing one thing here, one thing there, trying to do two things at once. But it's not even just 
trying to do two things at once. It's going from one task. So perhaps you're writing a blog post and then you are then remembering, oh, I need to make an appointment for the physio. And so then you're picking up your phone and you're making an appointment for your physio. And at that point, you probably see that you've got some messages in your messenger. And so you start replying to those. And then you come back to writing your blog post and that context switching, it's scientifically proven to just defeat your brain power to switch from one task to the next. So I think this is a brilliant tip from Alison is once you have prioritized your tasks and you go into this batching process, you do tasks of the same type all in one go. And I think in that way, you can just spare your poor brain from this context switching of going from one line of thinking to another line of thinking to another line of thinking. And you can really be way more productive by batching the tasks of one type altogether. My kryptonite is the number of tabs I have open in my browser. (laughs) I've now actually put on a tab blocker. So I can only open 15 tabs at once, one five. (laughs) And that is a big challenge for me. I really, really need to get it down. But I think I 100% agree with Alison that batching work and doing work of the same type in one period of time is so efficient and can make you so much more productive. But it all starts back with those priorities of going, all right, does this actually need to be on my to-do list? (laughs) Like I love how she talks about the brain dump and then first categorizing it and then prioritizing it. And in that prioritization process, you can actually go, this does not need to be done. This does not belong in my day and crossing that right off. So Go and get your copy of Alison's free ebook. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. But now I just want to sum up what we've covered in today's episode. We have talked about this playful productivity of how to be productive as a playful mompreneur. So first we said have a plan, but understand that it's not always going to go down perfectly. So have your ideal schedule, your typical day of what's going to happen. That removes a bit of decision fatigue in your brain. And it also creates the containers for batching your work. But understand that that typical day is maybe very rarely going to happen. But having it in the first place gives you a basis on which to work from and no need to get yourself down if it doesn't happen exactly as in your ideal schedule. Then the next thing is the importance of priorities. And I went over getting clear on your objective, which is something that I'm going to be discussing in my book. So for me, putting together your objective means setting financial, lifestyle, impact, and feelings-related priorities. All of that then goes into one nice big objective. And then we talked about the importance of practice over perfectionism, the importance of daily practice, of taking baby steps. And if you go and have a look at Alison's Out of Overwhelm ebook, she's described the process here on the podcast and you can get more detail in the ebook. And really that productivity then becomes a byproduct of the priorities that we set for ourselves. It comes out of practice and getting out of overwhelm and into action. That is when we are productive, playful mompreneurs. So if you're battling with productivity, perhaps it's time to 
let's be a little bit more gentle on the the productivity idea, hold it a little bit more loosely and look at things like practice, look at your priorities, look at your plan. Look, they all start with P. (laughs) And in doing that, you can get to a state of productivity, but playful productivity. So thank you so much to Alison Deary for sharing her out of overwhelm process, for sharing her ideal calendar please go and have a listen to her interview, which is in the episode just preceding this one, episode 22 of the Playful Mompreneur podcast. Oh my goodness, Alison is just such a talented businesswoman. We can really, as Playful Mompreneurs, really learn from her struggles along her journey, but also her triumphs. As I mentioned, she increased her sales by 200%. And I feel like I've said this a lot of times, that is just incredible. And she did that not through this hard work and hard grind kind of strategy, but she did that through a playful strategy because she really had to. She'd had a heart attack and she was in the middle of a pandemic. So she had to think creatively and she had to think playfully. So if you're finding yourself stuck about how to feel playful, and even if you're just feeling stuck in general, Playfulness can release you from that feeling of being stuck. And Alison's journey is so inspirational. So go and have a listen to episode 22. I am sure you are going to be so inspired by Alison's journey as well. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Playful Mompreneur podcast. I will be back in your earbuds next week. Until then, go off and be a Playful Mompreneur. That's the end of our Mompreneur Playdate today. But come again soon. Subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. But the best way to make sure that you don't miss an episode and to get free bonus content is to get onto the Playful Mompreneur email list at playfulmompreneur.com. That's also where you'll find the show notes for today's episode. So head to playfulmompreneur.com and sign up there. And then playing is even more fun with friends, right? So please share the Playful Mompreneur podcast with all your Mompreneur friends by sending them over to playfulmompreneur.com or tell them to search the Playful Mompreneur on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. You can also help me to spread the word by leaving a favorable review on Apple Podcasts. I'd absolutely love that. Thanks so much for tuning in, spreading the word, and most of all, being playfully and wonderfully you. Now it's time to go off and be a playful mompreneur.